0: Hello, you are listening to the Plumfield Moms, and this is Saturday Morning Coffee. Jesus, Meek and Mild, a reflection by Diane Pendergraft, originally posted on December 15, 2023. All scripture quotes are from the English Standard Version unless otherwise noted. A popular conception of Jesus is of a lamb-eyed, soft-handed man who went through his entire life as a sheep silent before its shearers, never opening his mouth. He was so gentle and meek, he would never have condemned anyone. Comments about behavior a person feels the need to justify often end with, After all, Jesus hung out with prostitutes and tax collectors. He would never judge me for... The best way to know what Jesus would do is to know what he did do. In Matthew 11, 28 through 30, Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus says of himself that he is gentle. Some translations use the word meek. We don't have a good English word that expresses the meaning of the Greek word used here. We think of a gentle person as someone who is careful with babies and kittens. A meek person takes whatever other people dish out without retaliating. My Greek dictionary says the word used here for gentle does not, primarily, denote outward expression of feeling but an inward grace of the soul, calmness toward God in particular. However, the word encompasses expressing wrath toward the sin of man as demonstrated by the Lord Jesus. It then refers to Aristotle's definition in his discussion of virtue in Nicomachean ethics. Aristotle says this word, translated by W.D. Ross, good-tempered, describes the man who is, quote, angry at the right things and with the right people and further as he ought, when he ought, and as long as he ought for the good-tempered man tends to be unperturbed and not to be led by passion, I recently read through the book of Matthew in three or four large chunks. Toward the end, I noticed something that made me get out my concordance. How many times did Jesus mention someone being cast into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth? That doesn't sound very gentle. And who was going to be there? In one instance, it is those in Israel who lack faith. At other times, it is lawbreakers, evil people, and those who cause others to stumble. There is a wedding guest who got into the feast without proper clothing, a wicked servant who behaves as though the master will never come home, and a servant who buries his talent. When Jesus said these things, he didn't fly into a passion and start threatening everyone around him. He simply told the truth. There are consequences for sin. In these references, he is talking to people who should have known enough to recognize him. The Israelites had the law and the prophets to prepare them for Jesus' coming. The lawbreakers knew the law. The wedding guests tried to blend in with those who were prepared, and the unjust and useless servants took advantage of their master's absence to do as they pleased. A dozen times in Matthew, Jesus pronounced woe to certain groups. There were the unrepentant cities in which Jesus had done most of his mighty works. He singles out those who caused temptation for others, false teachers and those who do not practice what they preach. He is scathing to those who polish their outsides but are rotten inside. When the occasion called for it, Jesus called these people hard names. Do you think he wasn't angry when he called the Pharisees a brood of vipers or hypocrites? That's what they were, and they should have known better. Throughout his ministry, Jesus had compassion on the poor and ignorant, the sick and broken, who came to him in crowds so large and pressing he often couldn't find time to eat. But we don't dare fail to note that while he demonstrated his love for them, he also made it plain that he didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. He said their choices were black and white, not gray. Whoever wasn't with him was against him, and whoever tried to save his life would lose it. Though the yoke Jesus has for us is easy and light, there is a yoke for every one of us. There is also a cross for each of us to carry as we deny ourselves and follow him. Paul cautions the Romans, note then the kindness and the severity of god jesus meekness wasn't that of a man who resigned himself to taking whatever his accusers decided to give him it was an inward grace of the soul that gave him the strength to accept a kiss from his betrayer and then stop his few friends from defending him and heal the injury of a man who was going to help drag him to his trial our pattern of gentleness is jesus who called out sin at the appropriate time He loved people and hated hypocrisy. He did go silently like a lamb led to the slaughter. But let's not forget his ultimate example of meekness. As Jesus was being arrested, he told his disciples, Do you think that I cannot appeal to my Father and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then should the scriptures be fulfilled that it must be so? Matthew 26, 53 and 54. He could have, but he didn't. When the time was right, he will. That is the meekness of our Lord.